Hello and welcome, patient, hopefully new, maybe old, and both <laughs> listeners. This is what we're going to affectionately call Season 3, The Rebirth. Of... I thought it was going to be Season 3, The Reboot. Oh, The Reboot. Oh, yeah. I quite like Rebirth because it sounds a bit more like... Actually, yeah. Uh, no, I like Rebirth too. Good. It sounds yeah, a bit oh, more fine. Horror-y. Season 3, The Rebirth. Yeah. We've been, you know, very much like a sort of friendly volcano, a bit dormant for a while. And we've had a bit of a yeah. think about, you know, what makes us us and what makes you you as listeners and what we can bring to you from us to you from us. And uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently, which would also mean that we can actually get some content out as opposed to not, not. putting any content out. Well, we craft and record content. Oh, that's true, actually. We've done a few shows <laughs> that are still in the vaults. Well, there's at least two shows in the vaults. And then that know, could be a whole this... new segment called We Watch Anything. In the vaults. In the vaults. Yeah. In, in the vaults. If you say that too many times, it starts being annoying. And makes in you the think vaults. of um, Christoph Vaults. Yeah. Who I like. Yeah, but don't want to be in. No. <laughs> I like that one, dude. Thanks. So, yeah, dear listeners, we are going to basically kind of... Um, previously, we used to watch a movie each and then um, tell you about them and then watch a movie together. We're going to make this a bit more mm-hmm. free form. We still do have a combo movie that we've watched together. But before then, we're just going to give you some of the recommendations that we've been devouring over this lockdown period. Because, frankly, we've watched a lot and sort yeah. of to pigeonhole ourselves into a specific genre and just do three movies from it seemed like it was maybe even doing it a disservice. And so we're going to go pan streaming service. We've got Prime. We've got <laughs> Netflix. We've got <laughs> Disney Plus. We've got Sorry. anything else we can think of. And um, we might even YouTube. talk about some TV sometime. YouTube. Jono does love a bit of YouTube. And we might even talk about TV sometime. I mean, I could talk about TikTok. I don't, it's quite hard to find things on TikTok, though, isn't it? Well, I, 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 the only time I come across uh, TikTok content is on YouTube. Oh. You know, when they put it on YouTube. Yes. Then I understand it. Hi, my um, name's Jonathan Scott. YouTube. <laughs> God, do you remember that really annoying politician gag? They said YouTube if you want to. Oh. It, was a, it was a dig at Gordon Brown. I can't remember. It was, I think it was some ghastly Labour like lady politician. And she said, YouTube if you want to, because he had done a YouTube video. It was really bad. Oh, that sounds terrible. No, I didn't. It is terrible. It's, it's, it's making me cringe slightly. Yeah, it's quite cringeworthy. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I'm excited and I've got some recommendations of things that I've been watching, frankly, very late at night while unable to sleep. That's a brilliant idea. Jono, what have you been watching very late at night while you've been able to sleep? Well, I've got a couple of recommendations. And the first one is a film I actually, well, I actually paid for. What? Sorry. I know, I know. But as in, not it wasn't on a streaming service, but it was very cheap. <laughs> it was okay. on offer on Prime. And it's, uh, it's called Relic. Ah. It's from 2020. And I read a, a review, just a, like a really short review. And basically the reviewer mentioned in the same breath, Babadook. And as I love the Babadook, I thought, oh, I'll just give it a go. And I very rarely <laughs> do this late at night, spend one ninety nine or whatever it was yeah. on a video. But it's just a top, top quality horror film. And it's all about this, um, it's all about ageing, basically. It's about this, uh, this woman who goes to, who with her sister, whom she has a troubled relationship with, they go to stay with their mother, mm-hmm. who's 
who seems to be displaying more you know senility and it's a really creepy house and things quite rapidly get creepy and creepy it's definitely slow burn definitely an uh, an adult horror film should we say and it's just a very very strong recommend i mentioned you know i've paid for it but i feel sure it'll be on a streaming i have a suspicion too. i've seen it on a stream and was going to watch it and then it's gone away or something like that maybe i just saw it in prime and thought oh i'll click on oh, i'll have to pay for it or maybe it's on yeah. um shudder which is like the prime horror add-on which i also have oh yeah not, it might be yeah not that i'm showing off but uh, no, I've got shit. Um, but uh, I paid my time for that. But um, do you? Uh, uh, who's in it? Oh God, I can't remember. Um, no, I can really. It's got. Uh, it's got. Uh, well, basically, Robin Nevin, Emily Mortimer, and Bella Heathcote. <laughs> Excellent. Well <laughs> done. Read off. No, what? no, but you'd, you'd really recognize. You'd recognize Robin Nevin. You'd recognize Emily Mortimer. Oh, I know Emily Mortimer. But, I love Emily Mortimer. I think she's yeah, great. all three. All three leads are absolutely, the, the performances are fantastic, but in the direction, everything about it, the lighting, the, the, the set is just basically this house. It's nearly all set in a house. Hmm. And, it's, and it's the way sort of her dementia sort of manifests itself and sort of consumes the house. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's so it's just, almost like that it, sort of poltergeisty vibe, is it? That her sort of inner turmoil is manifesting itself as a kind of a spirit or something. Like sort that. of, and it's sort of in ways it has parallels with The Shining as well. With the, mm-hmm. the you know, the hotel itself is it, it takes on some of the well, it takes on a lot of the atmosphere and the, the, the sort of evil that pervades the film. But anyway, it's just really top quality stuff. I was really, really impressed, and um, yeah, I just uh, I urge people to go and watch it. As I say, Relic, not the relic from the 90s which i quite um, enjoyed i mean yeah you know, i've got a soft spot for that yeah that's sizemore isn't it tom sizemore i think it is yeah and yeah. just a big cgi monster that wasn't badly done if i'm not his memory doesn't serve me badly no i always just remember a cop with ruffles with ruffled shirts and there being a really funny line about him worrying about how his shirt was really ruffled so he'd stick out at the party because he was an undercover cop ah i just remember yeah. seeing it in the cinema and, and it crashing through a bookcase oh. or, well, sort of, you know, shelf in the in the in the bottom of a museum. Anyway, like Relic yeah. twenty twenty, fantastic film. I really recommend it. Your go, dude. Brilliant. Well, I'm going to go completely different. Um, so what? One thing we started doing. I have two small children. Um, that I created, not that I stole or anything like that. But um, I uh, during lockdown we started doing Friday night movie nights, and that's given me the chance to catch up on. All the Pixar's I hadn't seen, all the Disney's I hadn't seen, and um, weirdly enough, and I'm going to talk about this on another podcast, but um, my uh, 10-year-old last year, when she was nine, in fact, um, got really into anime, and so did my, at the time, six-year-old. They sort of, they saw um, Spirited Away and just have become kind of anime freaks, which is great, because I haven't seen that much anime, and it's mm. a few things lots some studio gym i'd seen but not as much so i mean i want to talk about that another time because but what, I, what i'm saying is we've basically over the last year and a half run through just about every you know big ticket kids movie you can possibly imagine and doing it every friday so we've, we've probably hit about 60 70 friday night movie nights now and wow. we have been scraping the bottom of that barrel quite scrapily and it's been great when some things have been released and like, woohoo, great, there's a new Pixar out and we just watched Luca, which is very good. Um, uh, And then sometimes, but normally it comes down to me to to pick the movies. Occasionally the girls will trawl whatever 
um, device they're on and try and try and find one. And my youngest, Sadie, brought us this recommendation. Well, not recommendation, something she had seen. And she said, can we watch this on movie night? And initially I was kind of like marginally sceptical because um, she has kind of eclectic taste. But then I saw what it was and I was really quite surprised. So it's a movie from 2017 called Wonder. And oh, yes. So it's it's um, Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. Owen Wilson, and mm-hmm. Jacob Tremblay, the kid who's really good in Room. And I hadn't heard anything about it. And it's about this kid who's kind of like, he's a smart kid, but he's um, got a, like a, a physical facial deformity. Um, and he starts a new school. And it's about him kind of like fitting in and making friends and being made fun of or not being made fun of and um, how his sister goes and and bullying and yada, yada. And loads of sort of like sort of sappy, soppy family stuff. And it's really cheesy and it's really quite good. Hmm. I don't know why, but I watched it and it's actually, it's really uplifting and really heartwarming. And the, it's not the normal thing I'd go for. Like I say, it was kind of like, you know, for, my hand was forced in this one. There is one of the worst lines ever, ever, ever put to celluloid. Oh, really? When they have to just uh, work in the name of the movie. And Julia Roberts turns to him and goes, you really are a wonder. Mm. And that was awful. But apart from oh, that moment of spectacular awful, it's actually really, really good. Well, I, I've not seen that. But people within my household have seen that and they've reported back that it's good. And um, they've read the book too. Oh, the yes, it's based on the book, isn't it? Yeah, and the book's supposed to be amazing. I've not read that either. Mm. But yeah, when I saw Wonder, I immediately thought of Mask. Yeah, exactly. Well, the kid Stoltz looks very movie. much like the kid in, in, in Mask. Yeah, it was Cher and Eric Stoltz, wasn't Cher it? and Eric Stoltz, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is different from Cher and Cher alike. But yeah. Um, it, this, yeah, this is surprisingly good. Surprisingly, not, uh, the cheese levels are are good. They live in a lovely house as well. But um, yeah. yeah, the cheese yeah. levels are good. And uh, and I would, to be honest with you, if you want a good family movie, I would highly recommend it. The kids both really enjoyed it. No matter, you know, I was surprised they did, but they both really enjoyed it. And you will be pleasantly surprised. Fantastic recommendation, dude. Thanks. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the battle and give you my second recommendation. Do. Um, bat on me uh, yeah well talking of their house i have noticed that i get particular enjoyment with older movies just staring at the soft furnishings. <laughs> I, I just find it endlessly fascinating it's like i can't i constantly want to sort of i just i'll stop moving the camera so much so i can check out their weird clobber um <laughs> and um, there's a lot of good soft furnishings in torture garden ah um which was a um, most enjoyable uh, amicus-produced anthology horror movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, this is a general recommendation for Prime, because they've got, at the moment, quite a few of those, uh, you know, really (laughs) dated but wonderful um, anthology movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Loads of great cracking old horror on there. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, Torture Garden is one I'd not seen before. It's from 67. And it's an anthology with four horror stories within it. And the linking um, factor is the the linking scene is um, this guy called is is Dr. Diabolo, 
a fairground haunted house sort of attraction. Uh-huh. Um, and Dr. Diablo himself is played by Burgess Meredith. Yes. Um, Burgess Meredith can do anything. I'll watch yeah, him do exactly. anything. And it's it's 67. So I think I'm right that that would have been about the same time he was still playing Penguin in the, you know, in the old um, feels like Batman it. It feels series. about right, yeah. Yeah. And um, and it's just he's, he has got a great voice. And so just watching him be a creepy circus dude in the in the in the scene at the beginning and throughout is really good but it's also i mean it's got jack palance in it and um and and a a whole load of other people you reckon jack palance playing slightly against type as well playing a slightly um well so really weird character actually you can't stop smiling anyway to be honest i guess i have watched quite a lot of these anthology movies and this is not a particularly good example in lots of ways (laughs) because all four stories are ultimately disappointing great so is this an avoid or a kind of or a recommend no no it's still a recommend well it's more of a general recommend for combing prime for good anthology horror because um yeah there's there's quite a bit of it there and this one wasn't there a while back it recently popped up and i'd still recommend it but because of burgess meredith the fun of anthology the fact that it's amicus so it's some really cheap um stuff going on especially some of the um the makeup mm-hmm. um is is hilarious and um and the soft furnishings are to die for in several <laughs> of the scenes so i mean have you got any other yeah. recommendations for good soft churn uh, good soft furnishing movies Joan? uh well I, I always think that that's definitely the reason for watching death wish the death wish series uh-huh particularly death death wish 2 um because yeah it's off the scale some of the some of the weird stuff that goes down in in death wish 2 um but i mean i i mean dial Dial in for murder is one of my favorite hitchcock movies and i love i love their i mean that's a very stagey film it's basically all in their flat see i've Um, I've been thinking hitchcock as well when you're thinking furnishings because i was thinking rope Oh yeah, well, exactly. The, with films like that, where it's very stagey and it's all mm. in one place, you can really get to know the soft furnishings <laughs> and really think, "Oh, I, I really want to. I really like that sofa." Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just really enjoy the weird knickknacks. Especially, there's something about really vibrant color '50s movies mm-hmm. when you've got domestic scenes and some of the weird '50s kitchen tech or '50s knickknacks that you get in in American movies. Wonderful. I think they played off a lot of that actually with Mad Men though, didn't they? When you look at the kind of the, the production design mm. on Mad Men, that's definitely got that that kind of love. Oh, and, and Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Oh, yes. It really does. Actually, yeah. that is a brilliant example. I very much enjoyed Queen's Gambit, I have to say. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Another, another strong recommend. Yeah, that is but, another. Um, it's not a new one though. I mean, at one point in the entire world, no. I think was watching Queen's Gambit, but it is a crackingly good watch, isn't it? Yeah, faultless. Okay, well, it's funny you should talk about soft furnishings and horror movies. Uh, I'm going to take those two bits from what you were saying and eject the bit about anthologies, because what I'm going to talk about is another Prime, uh, although this one okay. I did, I think it was um, I think it was on Shudder that I, that, I, that, I, that I found it. My previous one was Netflix, by the way. Um, and this is Vivarium. Vivarium? Vivarium. Whichever way you want to pronounce Ooh. it. So it is Imogen Boots... And Jesse Eisenberg. Um, I've been wondering whether to watch this. Oh, well, have you? I can tell you. Um, So essentially, they are this young couple who go to, I think um, she's a teacher, he's a handyman. And they go to view a house in a very kind of like laid out, you know, um, new build development thing. All of the houses look exactly the same. It's, It's kind of like a model house village. 
Yeah. Um, and the guy takes them there and he shows them around the house and um, it's very, uh, you know, sort of decked out inside identically. The furnishings are particularly neutral. It's a bit like being in a sort of weird doll's house kind of thing. Um, yeah. And then they have a look around and they sort of said to the guy they didn't really want to see anything, but they were, you know, they were kind of like forced into it. Anyway, they, they, they get out the house and the, the letting agents disappeared. And so they find it all a bit weird and they jump in their car to drive away and they cannot leave. They oh, essentially cool. just drive around and around endlessly and always end up back at the same house. Incidentally, number nine, which sort of has an echo of inside mm-hmm. number nine. Nice. Um, and they... Uh, <laughs> That's a great setup. It's great. I, I really want to... If you said no more, I would I, want to watch I, I am going to just about say no more because... It does progress. They, they, you know, it, this isn't a movie that doesn't know where it's going. It really does. It's not a movie that doesn't know how it's going to get there because it really does. And it's not a fun watch in any way, shape, or form. But is it a good watch? Absolutely. It's a really also. It's a very brief watch. It's a ninety-seven minuter, which is phenomenally good. It's and it doesn't need to be a second longer or a second shorter. It's it's creepy. It's odd. It is lots of things I like like that. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very conceptual. It's really interesting and very weird. And I highly recommend it. If you want to watch something that will leave you feeling a little bit odd and hollow, watch Vivarium or Vivarium. <laughs> or Vivarium. 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 I mean, look, I, I like Imogen Poots. I like Jesse Eisenberg. So that, that was, that was two big things. Yeah, going me too. In. Um, and they don't disappoint. They're, they're great. The what else great. is Imogen Poots in? I was saying, yeah, me too for Jesse Eisenberg, really. But what else is Imogen Poots in? Um, Imogen Poots. She was in something I saw when she was quite... Um, she was in... Da, 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 let me just think. She's in 28 Weeks Later when she, when she was really young. Oh. Which um, I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a decent thing. There's another thing. Oh, she's in Filth as well, which I also really like. Oh, um, yes. And she is in Green Room. Ah, okay. Fine. So she's got, you know, and, and lots of other stuff as well. But pedigree-wise, it, it's a pretty strong pedigree, I always think. Um, mm. I was using Viva Vendetta as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, she's she's cracking. He's cracking. It's really and good. Good. Well, that's some strong recommends we've got there. They are. So we quickly go. So Vivarium, Torture Garden, Relic, and that first thing you said. Uh, here it comes. Uh, Wonder. Wonder. Yeah. No, yeah. Now... Without wanting to be Mr. Negative Negative, the one thing I am going to do is is I'm going to give you an avoid as well. Oh, okay, go. So Wonders are Netflix, um, and I didn't do this, I promise, planning it out sort of stepping stones of streaming services, but Varium um, on uh, Prime, or maybe Shudder, and then Disney Plus, I'm going to say wholeheartedly avoid Prom. Prom? Yeah. So okay. it's, a, it's a musical... Um, which we watched again for another Friday Night Movie. Um, and having been pleasantly surprised by um, High School Musical and a couple of other things like that, we thought we'd give it a go. And it's about um, a bunch of Broadway stars who invade a high school because the um, there's a lesbian high schooler who they cancel the prom for because they don't want her to bring her other half and it's all sort of, and they decide to go and fight prejudice to get themselves known again. And it's Meryl Streep, who I mm. normally will watch do anything. It's James Corden, normally who I want to stab in the face and still wanted to stab in the face. Um, 
and a bunch of other people, and it's god awful. It's just I, I don't, just I don't terrible. See, I don't want to see that. Yeah, don't, don't. If even if you thought this could be fun, because I thought it might be a bit of a like a um an ABBA musical, like so bad, you know, it's good, kind of like yeah, definitely. No, no, it's just so bad. It's really, really, really bad. And was this another movie you watched with your children? So? Yes, I did. But yeah, actually, there yeah. was some, did there they was like some... it? No, not really. No. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Good. Well, we've got some good, strong recommends. Yes. And some avoids. Yes. I haven't got any avoids that I can think of. Well, that's been nice for you, hasn't it? Well, no, I've watched certainly. I just can't remember any of the titles. Oh, fair enough. So I'll, I'll save them up for next time. Lovely. So then that brings us then to the movie that we have both watched, which is. Um, well, Jono, this was your choice. It was. So you you tell the lovely listeners about it. We watched Dead Silence. Boom, boom, boom. Dramatic yeah. title. Uh, very generic horror title. Um, and it's from 2007. It's currently on Netflix, isn't it? It is currently on Netflix, yes. Yeah, I, I have seen it wandering around on Prime as well, actually. But anyway. <laughs> Just wandering around. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's... It's from 2007, and it's all about... It's basically all about creepy uh, ventriloquist dummies is the sort of horror shtick that it it, it, it whiffles around with. Um, and near, near the beginning, you see a happy couple about to have... who live in New York, I think it's supposed to be, and are about to have takeout. When, um, no, a creepy... A creepy... A, a sort of unmarked box arrives, and inside is a very creepy ventri- ventriloquist dummy. And they can't see who sent it. It's just put outside their door. Possibly the creepiest ventriloquist dummy I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good one. It's a, it's a good one. Um, and long story short, the wife is he, he the bloke the husband goes out, comes back, and his wife's dead. Um, and uh, and she, and also dead in quite a horrid way, where her mouth is really kind of ripped open. And, it's almost like it's been sort yeah. of propped open, and her eyes are all bulgy and. You know, yeah, she looks like she's been reminiscent of the ring deaths, I suppose. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. In it, definitely that's the American like ring ones. Horror, American spin vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, he, the, the husband, is suspected by the um, investigating police officer played by Donnie Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Um, Love and, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, and 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 basically, he goes the the widower um, goes to his hometown. Just I'm going to interject here. So widower played by Ryan Quanton. Um, any yes. true blood fans out there will know him as the sort of like um, Suki's friend's dopey brother who gets into all okay, sorts of I'm really glad you cut in there because you know normally when I'm when I'm going to write talk about these things I look them up. I didn't look up him on purpose yeah. because I knew I recognised him, but I couldn't yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. what from. No, true. Is there blood. anything else he's been in? I don't know, but I watched a lot of True Blood right up to the point where it got really ju- shark jumpy. I used to love it. So, and he was one of my favourite characters. He's a he's a tool in it. Mm. He's quite a nice tool. Yeah. Anyway, he goes to his hometown because his hometown seems to, is a place where there's a um, there's a sort of ghost of 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 a, of a dead ventriloquist who haunts this community. And no one mentions her name. Her name is Mary Shaw. And in the past, you quite quickly find this out. In the past, she had loads of, she never had any kids, but she had loads of ventriloquist dummies. Yeah. And she was a, you know, a popular practicing ventriloquist. He, he, um, he goes back to the to the hometown, doesn't he? Because of a rhyme 
that was in his yeah. head or something that drew him. Because he basically he looks inside the dummy's box and sees it's Mary Shaw and her travelling badger circus or something. And then he remembers a childhood rhyme about Mary Shaw, don't scream near her or something bad will happen to you. That's right. And um, and then the rest of the film of the action. Oh, yeah, he starts by going to see his father. Yes. Played by um, the guy who played uh, the warden in Shawshank Redemption. Yes, name can't remember. Um, I always forget his name. I've written it down somewhere. But anyway, I think that's Bob enough Gunton. of the setup. Bob Gunton, that's it. <laughs> he plays his father in this, and they don't have a very good relationship. No. Um, and uh, and then yeah, there's various um, jump scares, flashbacks, and uh, there's various sequences in a former theatre in the middle of a lake. But I, I personally, I think that's enough of plot. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. That, that's absolutely enough of plot. It's kind of like yeah. creepy daddy dummy potentially kills his wife. And um, he goes back to find out what's, what's behind what's going all on. these shenanigans. And, and sort of, you know, oh, and, and with the dummy, him. he's got the dummy with him half he the time. Do, he does, yes, yeah, he does quite yeah. like to hang around with the dummy. Um, and yes, you know, um, there's there's mortuary scenes and um, cops and yeah, old relatives yeah. and mysteries buried in 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 the, in the swamp sort of thing. Yeah. So this was my recommend. Yeah. So I had that feeling of, ooh. This feels like mine. I hope Ben likes it. Will he like it? Because I did like it. Really? This is yes. interesting. So, you know, you um, we, we were talking, we, you know, one of our features is um, like best line, worst line thing. Mm. And, the, and the, the line that was running through my head well, as I was watching this was not from this movie. Oh. Um, bizarrely enough, it was from another movie, The Godfather. Oh, and yeah. it's that bit... Um, uh, when uh, Don Corleone is accepting people in to see him, and um, Bonacera comes in and he says, and he says to him, "What have I ever done? What have I ever done to make you treat me so disrespectfully?" Because <laughs> I thought this was the biggest steaming pile of feces I've seen in a really long time. Oh wow, that is that that's def- so you didn't like it then? No, I hated every frame of it. Oh dear! I spent well, most of the movie just going, "Please finish! Please finish! Please finish!" I really liked it. Cool. And um, this it is was great. Directed... I do like. I do like a difference of opinion. Yeah, so do I. So do I. Um, I, 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 I. It was directed by James Wan. Yes. So this was basically so after they'd had the success of Saw, James Wan and Lee Wan L have, yeah. have they have their names. They made Saw, and then I forget exactly where this is. I don't know if this is just after, after Saw Two. I th- no, or... I think it's. Uh, well, I think James Wan only directed the first Saw, and then this was the next thing he directed after the first Saw. Oh, okay. And then, obviously, ever since then, he's done all the stuff with um, Insomnia and and Aquaman and, and and Annabelle and yeah. But I'm just out of his horror thing. Oh yeah, done, yeah, yeah. He's done, he's sort of spun off this huge The Conjuring, The Nun. You know, it's all started with him. Yes. And and that there was quite a big gap between this and him getting to do Insidious. Anyway, I've watched all of those films and I've talked about them before. I basically don't like them, no. but sort of like them. And <laughs> Dead Silence, Dead Silence is right. Is I really enjoyed it, but in the sense that I'm only going to give it quite a low grade when we come to our grading system. But I really liked it for the following reasons. First, go the Annabelle doll was such. I, what I disliked about the Annabelle doll was it's just it might as well have had creepy doll written down its face because it was so stupidly creepy. This 
creepy ventriloquist dummy is just so much more just a creepy ventriloquist dummy. More in line I with the... I could not possibly disagree with you more. When it turns up on his doorstep and he opens a package, the first thing I would do if someone sent that to me is put it somewhere else because it's so obviously full of malevolent evil. It's no, I know, so no, I know it's obvious. I, I know, but compared to the Annabelle doll, do you know what the Annabelle doll looks like? Yes, but I still think this thing looks... I mean... I'm not saying it... I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, within the confines of wait a minute, I would never touch that. Obviously, within horror movie land, yeah, what they always do is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is that, that this Dead Silence doll looks much like the doll from um, Dead of Night, you know, the famous ventriloquist doll in that. It's not that different, apart from a slightly darker... Oh, like, I think it of... looks quite more, like, um, demonified. Well, whatever. I loved it. That's and I great. loved the doll. And I what I, what I really um, found... Uh, sort of hilarious was it was just like the really sort of dated colour palette of the whole thing was like he'd have him driving through his really red muscle car with really sort of like dark woods and like there was kind of there'd be fake um, smoke when he was sort of like you know yeah. the scene where he's digging up the graveyard to bury yeah, yeah, what's yeah. It's all, the, all the, like the smoke that comes from nowhere yes yeah and I really like the ridiculous uh, theatre in the middle of a lake it's just like <laughs> We should what? never have this. No one would ever put a theatre there. When, yes. when has there ever been in theatre in the middle of the lake? When has there ever been a ventriloquist performer this popular that could bring in people <laughs> into this small rural town and fill up a theatre in the middle of a lake? Yeah, it's true. The, the famous ventriloquist, you can count on the fingers of one foot. But I really like the uh, the jump scares. I thought were sort of fairly good jump scares. I quite like the Mary Shaw Creepyton I thought because I, I was laughing hysterically. The bit there's a bit in this when you have a flashback scare, and there's this little kid whose whose dad works in a mortuary, and then he's just like, oh, and you and you and basically he makes the body of Mary Shaw so she looks a bit like, like a dummy, a dummy so herself. Request, so she wants and it's just like it's like who does? No one would do that. No one, no, no, no one would actually go. Oh, okay, yeah, because it's your dying request. I'll put, <laughs> I'll put you. I'll give you a fake jaw. Yeah, so um, I thought Ryan Quantin yeah. was pretty bad, but he is but, bad. Uh, as in because he's just he was just a sort of wet lead man. But again, that only added to the fun for me because this had me giggling more or less throughout, and the oh. demented ending is just so stupid. Basically, if you put this as a student slightly of the Saw, James Wan kind of horror thingy. I think this is shed loads better than most of his other stuff because there's something sort of deranged and silly about it. And yet it's still got some of that sort of the, that posh, you know, the moneyed, you know, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can tell they spent far too much money. Yeah, well, it's the thing. I think you got, you know, the cash for this off the back of Saw, which did tremendously well. Didn't yeah. it? I don't know how this yeah. did at the box office, but. Um, Do you like Saw? Cause I, I don't mind the first Saw. Um, yeah. The first one's fine. It's got Carrie Elwes in as well, which is always nice, but um, yeah. um, I'm going to look up now. How did this do at the box office? $22 million. That's pitiful. <laughs> Well, that, I think my first, this is the other thing. This is why I suggested it because I found it and went, oh, James, I, he, he made this. I don't remember this. Yeah. You know? Saw 103.9 million, Insidious 99 million, Insidious Chapter 2 161 million, Dead Silence 22.4. <laughs> I still think the worst film he's made, as in, like, I don't include, you know, I know that he didn't make all the saws, but um, 
I found Conjuring Two unwatchably bad. See, I just, I just, none of the, nothing appeals to me about any of these movies, and I should catch up on them at some point, but I don't really watch them because I don't really enjoy them. I find a particular, and this, and I think this is what this is. This is one of the reasons I pretty much hated this, is that there's a there's a kind of sheen about this sort of modern horror that um, kind of came around with like yeah the the Lee One L and sort of slightly a post. Um, Eli Roth thing, although I have a bit of time for, like, I like Cabin Fever and I have a sneaking um, liking for a couple of the Hostel movies, but basically most of Eli Roth stuff is pretty turgid. And and this mm. is this is that okay, kind of, like, me. slick um, noughts horror that I just don't find very scary, very mm. well written, very well made, and very enjoyable. And, like, it's just it just doesn't do it for me. It's one of those things where I, it just, I just think, oh, just end, because I know what's going to happen. I don't find the jump scares very scary. The only the only high point in this for me was um, how bad Donnie Wahlberg is and how many cheesy lines he had. And, I love Donnie Wahlberg. And he was, he was great. But other he was just than that... So, I mean, he's hilarious. Because, yeah, he did, he did have all the best, worst lines. Yeah. And... Um, Again, I mean, that was all added. You know, when you start giggling along to a film, then it, it's it's sort of got you, hasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And, and I'm not saying that you're wrong for not giggling. Just for me, once it was got, once it got me giggling, I just couldn't stop giggling. Yeah, and Donnie no, Wahlberg cool. had a lot to do with it. Just it was just so it was just everything was so ridiculous. Like there was a bit right in the beginning when he just like the main star was was in a motel, and and Donnie Wahlberg turns up and sort of like takes the dummy off him and then says, oh see him in the morning because he's in the next door room and it's like what cop would like like would sleep <laughs> next to the person he's investigating while holding on to a bit of evidence in a murder i.e the freaking dummy there's that I mean, terrible line what? and i couldn't work out whether it's and this this could be okay here's you know, another of the best line worst lines when um uh he's chasing ryan quantum out and ryan quantum jumps in his car and is driving off to the thing and he's and he kind of like you know this is pretty this is quite serious. He's he's just kind of assaulted a police officer and run away. And Donnie Wahlberg's line is like, "I don't have enough gas for a car chase." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. That sort of po-faced, moneyed kind of atmosphere to all these films. I yeah, t- I couldn't I... agree more. They're the reason that they're not my favourite films. Mm. They're the reason why I'm going to call this a C and still say you should watch it. They're the reason like I kind of. I liked Insidious the first time I watched it, but I can't bear it now, you know, just because I don't know if there's something about what they do that I quite like. But yeah, I'm it's gonna not going to be in D anyone's top 100. Never make me lose this chunk of my life again. It's quite short as well. It's only an hour and a half. It is thankfully short. The only thing, other thing I enjoyed about watching this is that I found that, um, so I've recently um, uh, got hold of some uh, Oculus Quest 2 goggles and things are called oculus system um and if you go into netflix in oculus basically you uh you get put into this thing where you're sat on a sofa looking out over the mountains and it's like you're in a cinema room in a really posh ski lodge and then when you play the movie all the lights dim and you're watching it like you're watching a massive projected screen on your thing you're sat on a sofa watching that and it was amazing watching a movie like that and i watched a half of insidious of of dead silence like that and that was a brilliant experience (laughs) This is just like someone's come from the future and is oh. making up shit. That sounds amazing. It's so Why awesome. aren't I doing this? <laughs> it's it is oh it's, it's how I want to watch all movies from now. It's really annoying that Bloody you can't I, get four I, of you together and just sort of just go into I watched Dead Silence on a pissing phone. <laughs> Not only that, there are times when it kept on doing this thing where it'd make it darker than it actually was, so I had it sort of flicked up. So I was watching it on a thing, 
but smaller than a first class stamp. <laughs> that, maybe that's why I liked it so much. Yeah, I think that probably had quite a lot to do with it. Yeah, you know, battling through adversity. A new review system where it's like, okay, this is what someone who thought saw the film the size of a postage stamp thing, and then Ben, and this is what it's actually like. This is actually like watching it on a widescreen TV in my ski lodge. Brackets virtual, close brackets. Yeah. yeah no. Oh, well, I'm glad you didn't like it. I'm glad I did. I mean, I've watched this twice now, and oh, I'm wow. fully planning to watch it again. No, I literally, I was 40 minutes in just thinking, and just desperately looking yeah. at the scroll bar, thinking, how much longer do I have to endure this for? Yeah. Well, well, you know, win some, lose some. Yeah. Well, it's a double win for me. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, I've seen a lot of stuff I quite liked. I chose yeah. it. And I've seen loads of stuff I liked. Yeah. And I chose it. Yeah. Great. So, yeah. essentially, if you get the chance through whatever platform you choose to be on, we've given you a few recommendations. You know, I'd say if you, if you feel like a, a, a feel-good family movie, watch Wonder. If you feel like a pretty messed up psychological horror movie, watch Vivarium. Jono would say. And Relic. And Relic. Relic, jokes aside, because obviously Dead Silence, I've burbled on about how that's brilliant, but it's bad. Relic is just brilliant. It's I'm quite brilliant. excited about that. I'm going to go and watch that tonight. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, if you're a big fan of soft furnishings and anthology <laughs> <Yes>. horror movies. <laughs> Torture Garden. Woo! Right. The, so, the soft, furnings, soft, soft furnishings in Dead Silence were very disappointing. Yeah, well, at, at half time you couldn't see them because no one turned the lights on. I really, really hate it when they do that. Just turn the lights on. I'm going to walk through my creepy house where I think there might be a, a demonic doll and some murdered people. Better do that but in the dark, that, eh? But that's it's like paranormal soddy activity. Oh, uh, yeah, those films are terrible. I mean, There's I something there, banging there around some... downstairs. Better go down with that. I, th turn the lights I, on. I think the thing is, if you were enjoying the film, you wouldn't mind that so much. No, true, true, true. Because it's because it's horror land, isn't it? Yeah, you have to forgive it. Anyway, I'm burbling. You're trying to wrap up. It's no. been lovely, dude. It has. It's been nice to be back. Hopefully you've all enjoyed it too. Our slightly um, rejigged new Truncated. We well, say truncated. We're only about the same length. Anywho. Oh, good. In fact, we've talked about more movies. So it's a bit like getting a variety pack or, you know, celebrations. But what did you call it again? Season three, Rebirth. The Rebirth. Okay. Yeah. So next time we'll be doing the same sort of thing. We have not yet chosen the movie, but it's going to be probably a horror movie. Um, because frankly, that's what we're watching at the moment. In these troubled times, you, you know, as troubled people, we're going to keep it simple, but still keep you informed and still watch anything. Lovely. Thanks. Really lovely, dude. Thanks. You would, you Bye, everyone.